definitely that I can make money doing something I enjoy rather than like a a nine to five or a, like a minimum wage job. I don't have to rely on somebody else. Raising Confident Teens podcast, where we talk about life and leadership with teens and their parents. I'm Rachel. And I'm Hudson. And on today's show, we're going to be talking with Joseph Richter, owner of Chesco Woodworks, a company that he started when he was only 14 years old. Welcome to the podcast, Joseph. Hello. All right. We love these kind of stories and we're excited to share yours. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello. I am uh, I'm Joseph Richter. I, uh, in Pennsylvania, I my like I enjoy uh, doing lacrosse and woodworking is it's just a big passion of mine for a little while. I also saw that you do some kind of is it ski shooting? Yes. Is that what it is? I uh, I shoot for a team in Pennsylvania. We go to a bunch of different competitions all around the state and states around us i uh it's i've done it for six years i think it's just a thing i enjoy doing i like ski shooting we don't have a whole lot of that around here I've done the not like is it at your school or is it like a, a separate club it's an, an exterior program but it's it's run at a uh, a gun club near me they've it's their board member, one of their board members, his name is Brett Wells. He runs it um, along with a few other uh, coaches and parents. That's cool. I've never, ever been skeet shooting. I have to try it sometime. How did you get started in your business? So, basically, long story short, I had to find a way to pay for a school trip to go to Iceland and... That's since been canceled all because of COVID and things like that. But it was, it started out with a tool called a lathe, which spins a piece of wood and you carve it with tools in it. I made decorative Christmas trees for Christmas so that I could pay the $3,500 to go to Iceland. And it kind of just sprouted from there. So did you make enough trees to pay that whole amount? Yeah, my... My parents paid for a little bit of it. I think they paid for 1500 of it, but I had to find the rest of it. And I, in like two weeks, I had 155 orders for Christmas trees that I had to make. Wow. And it was, it was a lot. And, but you didn't get to go. No, I got refunded and it was just, it was, it kept getting, getting pushed off and pushed away. Until they were all just like, you know what, we're just, we're going to refund everybody and go on with it. But that's cool that you found your passion, kind of almost accidentally, by trying to earn money for this trip. So had you done any woodworking before that? You obviously had done some. My dad did, like, pen making and he did other stuff on the lathe, but it was very minimal. Maybe, like, uh, 
building a shelf or something like that, but not not nearly as much as I'm doing now. And I know that before you even started, uh, even got your shop up and going, you had to do a lot of work to get it set up. Tell us, tell us what you had to do just to get the building ready. I had to, so first I had to dig a trench and wire and bring a wire from a circuit breaker outside of my house and bring in like basically wire every outlet in the shop and give lights and all that stuff, all things like that. I still have kind of like procrastinated insulation and heating, so it's like an icebox right now, but there's, there's <laughs> a lot behind starting it. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of like you start a project and you think, oh, it's not going to take that long, but then once you get going, you're like, oh, I got to do all the stuff before I even get going. <laughs> yeah, it's it was finding a, a problem we didn't even know existed after a while. Like finding the the machine I use creates a lot of a vibration, so I had to find a way to like shove a piece of wood between the table and the wall to get it to stop and like find a better solution to that because it was just it was things like that you never think of are problems become like you find problems you never thought would exist. Right. So you learned how to problem solve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the hardest thing about owning your own business? Definitely time management, finding when and where and how I can complete things in an orderly fashion. Just being able to, like, find... Because I, I have divorced parents, so I go between houses and finding time to complete orders and and make things when I'm only here half the time, I only can get to my shop every three days or whatnot. It's just a tough thing to get used to. So how many orders do you do normally a week? Is is there a normal amount or just does it vary a lot? It varies depending, especially now because Christmas season, everybody's getting gifts. Now it's probably like six to seven a week, but maybe like in the spring or early October, one or two. Actually, in October, it was, it was a big thing for Halloween, so more like spring, after Christmas, stuff like that. People aren't really looking for gifts or anything like that. So it's more of one to two, maybe three a week. Do you come up with all the designs for your whatever you're going to make yourself? Or do you get ideas from other places? How do you come up with your stuff? I've done a lot of research on just kind of like Christmas ideas, pumpkins and Halloween stuff, 4th of July, like decorations. And for this year, Halloween and Christmas, I found ideas online and used Etsy to purchase the file or the image link from people. Like the I'm doing Christmas things that say believe on it. It's a bunch of stars and uh holiday related things and it's i bought the design from somebody but i'm I'm making and cutting it painting it doing all that myself yeah you you do beautiful work i must say thank you very much um so do you what has been the hardest struggle so you're like you said time management is it like do you have to put in a lot of hours on the days you're at the shop yeah and then you kind uh, of rest on the days you're not so the days that I'm not around the shop, I do a lot of computer work. Like, 
if I'm designing something or trying to find ideas for the next holiday season or responding to emails, things like that, it's, it's like finding when I can do that. But yesterday I was at the shop and I got home from school at three o'clock and from three fifteen to eight thirty, I was out cutting Christmas stuff and, and like holiday related items, just, just not even painting or finishing, just cutting them and hitting start and cleaning and all that stuff it's it's just finding when i can do it and making the most out of the time that i have is it just one big machine that you use yeah i i have it's one cnc machine which is uh cnc is computer numerical control which basically is the program i make creates code that the machine reads and then manipulates motors to move a a router and carves into the piece of wood. So I have one of them and that, that cuts everything. Everything I've ever made is on that. But I have, I have a few other like basic woodworking machines. Like I have a bandsaw, a table saw, router table, drill press, just like things like that. Like the lathe as well. It's kind of just basic woodworking stuff, but the CNC is what I thrive on and it's, it's the only one I have. So how did you know how did you know that was going to be your next step? Like you had the lathe and then you're just like researching what things you can make to, to sell and you're like, "Oh, maybe I should buy one of those." I I literally just it was just YouTube watching YouTube finding things, just becoming interested in woodworking and I kind of just went down a rabbit hole and I found some somebody named uh, <laughs> Smoky Woodworks or Smoky CNC Woodworks. He I watched a lot of his videos. He kind of showed me what CNC was, and it sprouted from there, doing research and research, finding what machine would work best, and things like that. And it was just, it was, this looks really interesting. I want to try it. I, I want to get into it. And it kind of just went from there. Have you always been someone who likes to learn stuff, or has this like brought it out of out in you? I've always wanted to. I've always, I was always interested in like taking things apart, putting it back together, mechanical, things like that. And this is very, very mechanical. I right. have just been very interested in things like that, things of engineering type. So do you buy all your equipment new or do you find deals? Um, all the all the other basic equipment was bought used. If I can find it and it's like cheaper and it's like it works well, then that's I'm going for it rather than brand new things because especially nowadays it's very, very expensive and I don't really have the, the budget to go out and buy brand new tools. But the CNC machine I bought new and I had to assemble myself it just came in a bunch of random pieces without any instructions. So I had to watch a YouTube video oh, wow. the owner and build the whole thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And that, Maybe that you was should make my, a tutorial video. Oh, I don't feel like taking that thing apart. That <laughs> that'd be a lot to do. There's so many bolts and screws in that machine that I would go nuts. <laughs> That's awesome. What has been the best thing that you've learned? Definitely that I can make money doing something I enjoy rather than like a a nine to five or a, like a minimum wage job. I don't have to rely on somebody else or work for somebody else when I'm 16 and can barely drive and get around type thing. I can go out to my backyard right. and, and work. 
yeah, that's it's that's just awesome. something I really enjoy and that I can have fun while also being productive. And I know that you've been using uh, profits from your business to help others. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So from the start, from the very beginning, I was I looked for donations or charities that I can donate to, like five percent of every profit or five percent of everything. I uh, every sign that I sell, every decoration I sell goes to the Great Valley School District Education Fund. They uh, they're a big part of my community. They they donate to other charities and they they help students that can't afford to get items and school supplies that go to the school that I go to, the school district I go to. They they just help around the community, and I thought that was great to be a part of. And you also sent a kid to camp, right? Yeah, I, I, when I was at a skeet shoot or a trap shoot, or sorry, sporting clay shoot is what it's, the technical term is, um, it was uh, a shoot for the Boy Scouts of America, and basically, like, the owner was sending a, bu- a bunch of uh, the new Boy Scouts, the the new Chester County facility, and th- they were going around, and I just I thought it was a really cool and neat idea, so I, I donated to them as well. Yeah, that's awesome, and I bet it makes you feel great too. What's something that you've learned about yourself other than that you can do hard stuff? I I really really enjoy watching things and, and like find it interesting and how woodworking or like small things like that can really interest me when other people they look at it and be like that that's incredibly boring I don't it's like watching paint dry that's it's just I find like a, a thing and I get really sucked into it and enjoy doing it I also uh learn that I do struggle with time management and that like I'm not the best at structuring my day to make it so that I can fit everything in at once. It's it's just a little it's like back and forth balancing everything. I'm not the best at right. balancing life with business and school and sports and everything that's going on. Well you're pretty busy. I mean you're pretty involved in sports and stuff. So let me just give you a little hint. Everybody struggles. Everybody that's an adult pretty much struggles with time management. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're not alone there. Um, I, I read about you had this problem recently with a project you were work, working on. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? That you had to solve that big problem you had? So, basically, I was commissioned to make a sign for a, a building that was being built to dedicate to a, uh, it was at the gun club I go to, they dedicated it to a, another very important shooter on the, on the, the, the board. And he, um, was, he donated a lot to build the building and he's just been a part of the group for a very long time. And so it was maybe two, three months ago that they first came to me asking about it. And the guy that I asked to make it, he said he would and that he would be open and then kind of just pushed it away. And and I never really got a response from him. So over um, a few days of looking for people to uh, like 
help make this. I, uh, my dad texted me while I was in the school, like, oh, happy about that he found somebody, and well, I'm pulling it up to try and find, I can't, I drawn a blank of what his name is, but, um, he has a shop as well, and he, um, he helped me make things, and he helped me make this, it was a four foot by two, two foot sign, which is too big to fit on my machine. He helped me make it, and it was just like, it was great to not have to go up to him and be like, I couldn't make this, I'm sorry, and like, it, it's just, yeah, what's his, what was his name? Um, it's Dorita Woodworking. He, his name is Mark. He, we messaged him and he runs a, a CNC mill that makes tables and furniture similar to what I do, but not exactly the same. He basically kind of saved me from that situation with letting and cutting it for me. And so I just, I did all the painting and sealing while he, uh, he cut it for me. Yeah. It, so, so what that lesson, you know, I saw your post about it on the page and how excited you were. You didn't give up when you mm -hmm. hit a roadblock, you kept pushing through and you learned the power of, you know, people want to help other people. There's a lot of people out there that will help you if you just ask, mm -hmm. um, Definitely. you know, a lot of people are afraid to ask, but, Especially a teenager. If something, if a teenager comes to most adults, they would be like, what can I do to help you? I'll do whatever I can. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think you learned some really good lessons out of that, out of that experience. What's some other things that you could give to other teenage entrepreneurs, like advice? I would say, like, establish what your limit is and what your boundary is so you're not spreading yourself too thin so you're not like trying to pick up all the pieces of everything and not being able to maybe focus on yourself or focus on other important things like school or, or sports or anything like that definitely trying to balance everything um def also like try if you can give back make it so like one it is just a incredibly nice thing to, to donate to a charity but it's also it ties you in with the community and it kind of like create creates like a group that you can be a part of and it reach out to people and it just creates connections. So I just think it's great to one donate or just become a part of your community in any way that you can and try not to spread yourself too thing. Like for example, for me, if somebody asked me to make 20 things and they need it by a week and yada, 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 I, I just, I can't do that. I can't, I can't put that on anybody else to make it so that I can just do nothing but make that for three days. I, I just can't do that. It's not capable. I'm not capable of that. So I have to say no. It, it's, it sucks to do, but. Is that a lesson you had to learn uh, because you overcommitted at the yes. beginning? I <laughs> definitely like the, the trees from the very start making the Christmas trees. I was out there every single day making 10 of them at night, trying to, no, well, maybe not 10, but like two to three a day trying to get them done so that I can finally be done. And it took me almost three months after to finally get most of them done. It, it was, it was a very long process that I don't want to ever have to make 150 of one thing and before Christmas type situation. <laughs> 
Know your limits. That's good advice. Anything else that you can think of? Definitely try to balance your life rather than focus on one thing at once. Right. Don't be all work and no play. Yeah. Yeah, because then you won't be happy. You'll be grumpy. Mm -hmm. What are your plans for the future? Business related, I just kind of want to keep going with what I'm doing. I'm not entirely sure. I just want to just maybe keep going and find maybe somebody to paint things because I'm not the biggest fan of painting. But from here, for business, just keep going. But for like personal life, I definitely want to go to college. I just, nothing's really set in stone. I, I don't know. I just, I would like to go to college for engineering and something hopefully with like a co-op program so that I can work and go to school at the same time. That's my two big things yeah. is I want to go to college and do a co-op program. That sounds like a great goal. You're going to keep the business up on the side or no? I think so, but it, I, I'm not entirely sure. I might. <laughs> Maybe like a I'm coming home type thing. The shop's in my yard so I can try and make things, but I don't know. Yeah. What media platforms can people find you on, like Instagram or Facebook or something like that? So Facebook is at Chesco Woodworks, C-H-E-S-C-O Woodworks, and then same thing for Instagram. I I don't post nearly as much as I do on Instagram. Sorry, I don't post as much on Instagram as I do on Facebook. Facebook is my big main page. It's where I get orders and everything else. So definitely Facebook. Also, email is jessicawoodworks at gmail.com. Awesome. When, when is your deadline for Christmas orders? Around the 15th, December 15th, because that's when it starts to, I'm like my, uh, I go to different places and I'm going all aunts and aunt house, uncle's house, all that kind of stuff going on. So right around the 15th is when I'm going to cut off orders and try to get everything else delivered. Awesome. That's when uh, the post office takes two two weeks to get it actually to your house. Yeah. 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 I had. I had. He has a big no control thing. over the post office. Yeah. I I don't I don't use the USPS anymore. I won't use them ever. I had a big shipment of trees. I had somebody order twenty one of them. I think it was to go to Texas for Christmas, and I shipped them the seventeenth of December, and they showed up January like. 18th they're supposed to be there before oh, Christmas wow. like the person paid oh, extra wow. to get there to get them there the 20th and they showed up January 16th or something so I use that's UPS crazy. yeah that's probably a good idea um, <laughs> so so would you say this has definitely been a great experience for you um, running this business as a teenager definitely yeah, Without doubt, do it again yeah. in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, everybody needs to go and check out Joseph's work at Chesco Woodworks on Facebook. He's got some beautiful stuff out there. Great place to order some gifts if you haven't yet already. And if this podcast makes you think about possibly starting a business of your own, 
That's awesome. We have a list of 75 business ideas and a business plan guide that we can send you. To sign up, go to raisingconfidentteens.com business. The link will also be in the show notes. Have a great week.